172, sir. This is Geekscape episode 172. Your favorite movies, video games, and comic book website. This is our third or fourth Comic Con episode. Uh, it's year four for Geekscape, so. Matt I guess Kelly. So. Matt Kelly, you guys know him as Satan Mort on the forums. In the frame right now, the shoulder of one Brian Gilmore. You're giving him too much height credit. And, I, and I'm Jonathan London. We're standing in the middle of the Geekscape booth here in San Diego Comic Con 2010. Gilmore, give a nice little pan of the Geekscape booth, all right? Here we go, here we go. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. All right, work your way back. Work your way back. Gilmore, come here. Look at this big ass, look at this big ass Geekscape banner and logo. Look at that. All right, now bring it back to the merchandise we're selling. Come here. All right, Gilmore, come on. Come on. All right, Gilmore, you've done a good job. Wave to the audience. All right, there you go. The little nippets over on the left side. We are here in San Diego. At Comic-Con 2010 for episode 172, this is St. Mort from the forums, guys. And I got to tell you, sorry I missed doing an episode last week, but I was moving, and nobody was more crushed than Matt Kelly, who has been logging and YouTubing every single episode of Geekscape from the beginning. The one weekend he comes to do his own Geekscape guest hosting, the weekend I'm moving, and he missed the couch completely. He didn't get a chance to Geekscape guest host on the couch at any time. Um... How does it feel being here at San Diego finally on your first episode of Geekscape, Matt Kelly? Uh, it's been pretty crazy out here. My voice is completely shot at this point. Uh, I've been out handing out these bad boys all yes. weekend. We've been promoting like sh like fucking crazy. We've been promoting yeah. Geekscape like crazy. Uh, we've been going, giving well, out shirts. What have shirts. you been saying as you're handing these, these okay. to people? What have so you been some saying? Of, some of our favorites, let's see, there was Geeks it out. Geekscape, not directed by M. Night Shyamalan. There was Geekscape, we hated Avatar also. There was Geekscape. If you like Human Centipede, you'll love Geekscape. I've been saying uh, Geekscape, presented in James Cameron's Real D Technology. I don't even know what that is, but There's Geekscape, also we caught Lindsay Lohan. Geekscape, go for it. Geekscape, here, you throw it out. That's been a winner. <laughs> Geekscape, you throw this away. But I think my favorite one of the entire weekend was Geekscape. Pen injury free since 2006. <laughs> Guys, in Hall H yesterday, 
as of the taping of this episode, someone has actually stabbed. Hall H is where, like, people, remember last year when I showed you guys the uh, Twilight fans who were camping out overnight to get into Hall H to see the Twilight panel? Hall H is where the Majors come. That's where the Avengers reveal was. That's where you get to see some footage from Thor. That's where you got to see Ryan Reynolds talk about Green Lantern. If there's a big movie at Comic-Con, Hall H is where you're going to be hanging out to catch it, okay? So in Hall H, they were in the middle of doing a Resident Evil uh, preview. And, and I started getting text messages from Ian Kerner, who you guys know, saying someone just got stabbed in the eye in Hall H. Oh, my God. And you know Ian Kerner just camps out there all day. I've got my good buddy. Introduce yourself to the Geekscapist. Go say hi. Hi, my name is Frank. I'm from Chicago, and I love San Diego. I came to see Hall H. Okay, Frank here from, from uh, Chicago. I met him yesterday during the Paul London signing. You, Paul was late. Yes. I'm yes. surprised he made my wedding. But... <laughs> You had this encyclopedia yes. of wrestling superstars. You yes. got Paul. You did get Paul to sign I it. I did. He did. It was very nice. Very All cool. right. And then you came this morning and said, "I was in Hall H during the stabbing." Yes. Bas what did that entail? Basically, at around three o'clock, I went to the show, and they told me that it was going to be a few hours for I went to Captain America. Essentially, the screen went white when Resident. What were you Evil, watching? What were you watching? Uh, I was looking at Resident Evil, and right. I was watching, and the screen actually went white, and all of a sudden it said. Please do not move, sit down, and we're locking Hall H down. And you thought that maybe that was part of the gimmick. I thought it was just part of the show, and all of a sudden the doors are locking literally all the way around the building. You can hear the loud locks going into and place. I'm getting nervous now because I don't know what's going on. Uh, literally then I see policemen running, and they grab a guy in a white, uh, it was like a, like a Harry Potter outfit, and they handcuff him. Outfit or shirt? He was in a Harry Potter outfit. Like an outfit, like an actual like a little white kind of a hood. And he had like a white outfit and he had him in cuffs like this and they're <laughs> Harry Potter kid got cuffs. So Harry Potter really stabbed somebody in the face with a with a pen and another man was getting escorted to the hospital. Can you believe that? In a in a Resident Evil thing, that that's kind of that's kind of ridiculous. Ben Dunn, what's the worst part of that thing? Ben Dunn, what's the story there? Uh, the worst part about it is that it's a 3D movie, so now that guy's not gonna be able to enjoy the three D. Ever again. Ever. Wow. Wow. Um, Frank, yes. at any time were you f afraid for your own life? I was a little scared, yeah. I was getting a little nervous. People were panicking, but... Wizard attack! I was Wizard like, attack! Like, it was like going crazy. I'm looking around. Everything was good. You guys don't know this, but that can spontaneously happen here at Comic-Con. We can just have an effing wizard attack whenever, uh, whenever it happens. We had a pretty crazy day yesterday here yes. at the booth. Yes. We had a moment in the booth that was surreal. We had Tommy Wiseau from The Room, Joey Greco from Cheaters, yes. and my brother Paul London all in the booth at the same time. As if it couldn't get any crazier, last night, as we're like an hour and a half left to closing, right. we literally had, who you guys know, Axel Braun, who directed Batman Triple X. He came here to sign Batman Triple X posters, and he brought the Riddler. He just called me from outside. I need the passes, and I brought the Riddler. The Riddler was played by Evan Stone. Yes. Evan Stone, arguably the biggest male porn star in the world, is up on our table, dancing around as the Riddler, never broke character, signing... Batman Triple X posters for kids oh. and taking pictures with them. I mean, how does a day get any crazier than that? I had to just go home and go to sleep after that one. I think after yesterday, I don't know if I'm afraid to go to uh, H again. I might have to go next year with some security. <laughs> is this your first Comic-Con? Uh, I mean, my second, but it's scary, though. I, I, last year was a lot better. This was a little, little, little tense, but not bad. Not bad All right. Well, the whole day yesterday got started out here at the booth with a signing from a brand new show this is not the flyer for it give me the flyer give, give me the postcard for these folks 
We're going to promote them on Geekscape a lot coming up. These guys are from Los Angeles. They're called First Edition. All right, Gilmore, it's cool. I, I got it. I got it. Gilmore again displaying his utter uselessness that you guys are all but familiar with. Take a drink. All right, guys. First Edition has been described to me as the guild for comic books. It's about comic book creators, comic book artists. Um, I don't know too much, but luckily we have Kang in here, who's the director, and the lovely and star. Writer. America here. Her name really is America. Uh, our buddy Super Action Man's gonna love you. Um, you guys, tell us about First Edition. It's already available online. Yeah. Yeah. FirstEdition.com. Uh, premiere day zero of Comic Con. And what is it? It's a it's a show about a, a girl who uh, starts her own comic book um, to win the to win the love of a yeah. boy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, first you've already got them excited. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And all the girls are hot, smoking hot. So there are other girls in this. Yes, yeah, the uh, Tam uh, Tammy Carey and uh, Kimberly Legg are two of the main uh, main girls. I know we have crazy names on the show. And in America. Yeah, America. And, Young. And, and, and so this girl and her, and her friends are involved in the combo. Yeah, like, it, what's the cast like? It starts like? with her younger brother, uh, Tim Banks. He's kind of uh, you know, the, how would you describe him? It, uh, uh, he's your Comic-Con uh, typical goer. Oh, he's us. Got yeah. it. Yeah. He's, he's us. He's us. Yeah, so it starts with him, and he uh, kind of is like, hey, I know some people. And uh, first season is about just assembling the team. I play the colorist on, uh -huh. the, uh, on the show, who's kind of like a, a Tony Stark, Han Solo kind of kind of character. And, uh, yeah. but you, but, and you also direct and wrote the, the yeah. series. Yeah. Uh, what was that process like? It, you know, it was tiring. Uh, second season, that's the first thing we're doing is getting me a stand-in. <laughs> and um, figuring out how to not have me in so many episodes. Yeah, his character's probably going to get kidnapped or something <laughs> for the rest of the You'll season. Figure out, but, 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 I mean, how many episodes are we looking forward to? Because it, uh, it launched with how many? We launched with one. Okay, and that's at firstedition.com. Yep. Watch, watch firstedition.com. Yep, watch firstedition.com. And uh, new episodes every Wednesday, every comic book Wednesday. We're trying to, that's my personal goal, right. is to get away from new comic day or whatever it is. Right. Because comic book Wednesday sounds, I think, so much better. Right. So we're trying to trend that, so... And uh, in America, how how was it acting? And how what was the what was the shooting like? What was the schedule like? The schedule was pretty intense. We shot it like a feature, so we shot it out in blocks, and it's seventy five pages. The whole it's 90, 90, pa 90 pages. Page uh -huh. Yeah, so we basically shot a feature in two weeks. Yeah, basically. Wow. Yeah. Two and a half weeks. So it was crazy hours. Shoot, so. You know, eighteen hour days, but it was so much fun. Editing. It was such a good time. Better get editing. I'm in, literally when I get home today from uh, from the con. I'm, I gotta finish episode two, which premiere, you know, launches in three days. And uh, besides just promoting first edition, what has been your con experience like? Because I've literally been locked down to this 10 by 10 area for the most yeah. part. I raced out to get um, the, some of the Monkey Island creators. Nice. I got them to sign a Monkey Island print for me. It's the one thing that I really wanted to do with the con. But what has your experience been like? Um, I have not made it to a single panel. Well, we were. You, at, get, you yeah. die there. That's yeah. where you get killed. Exactly. Yeah. It's a day. It, it, it's a war zone in Hall H. I think we're gonna do that. You know, today, like put a, you know, walk around with a pen uh, sticking out of our skull. Hall H cosplay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but no, we've just been, uh, you know, connecting with a lot of people that we've been emailing and stuff. The guys over at Top Cow and RK and stuff, and just meeting face to face and uh, trying to get stuff going for a second season. Interviewing like artists and writers because on the website as well, we're gonna have kind of like a do-it-yourself section for people trying to start their own comic books and 
and hopefully have you know names on there, kind of talking about their first, how they got started, tips for uh, for new artists and people getting getting started. And uh, and, and how much actual like uh, comic books do you guys have? In? Like the Arcade people, they want to promote in the show. They want to put their stuff in there. I mean, we're we're hoping so. You know, Sam's uh, been talking with like uh, Tom Pinchuk and those guys. Uh, we've been. Tom's been on the episode. You guys remember him, the big wrestling fan who did Hybrid Bastards. Yeah, he's a he's a geekscapist. Yeah, yeah, and he's uh, intense. But yeah. in the in the meantime, we our first season is all uh, comic books by uh, Greg Aronowitz and Drew Struzan and, yeah. um, and the with, Big Bang like, guys. Yeah, Big Bang guys, yeah, and we have like Alley Cat and Lady Pendragon yeah. and some of the more old. Alley Baggett is no, Alley no, Cat. No, no, America, well, hold on. The geekscapists. Well, yes, they're they're skeptical of a hot girl's actual knowledge and fandom of comic books. We're gonna have to ask you, um, going into the series, were you a comic book fan? Were you knowledgeable? How was that? Yeah, actually, to be honest, it was my idea. So Okay, he, 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 there we go. <laughs> what he, else do you Kenny need? Kenny and I talked about doing a show, and I said we should really do it about comic books. And because I've always kind of been a secret fan, and so he came up with the entire idea of what the show is. But the, got the premise that it's around comic books was was me because I am a fan, and I actually went to a lot of panels while we were here. I'd sneak away Anything and good? be like, I, I got the Goon panel. Wow, it was awesome. Did they show any of the stuff that uh, they're working on for the movie? Yeah, because it, it, it's the the Goon is. Uh, who's working on that film? I, uh, it's escaping me because my mind is blur right now. Blur did the animation, and uh -huh. I do a lot of motion capture for Blur. Wow. So, um, but they did the animation, and Paul Giamatti is Frankie, and I don't remember who's playing specifically the goon, but the, the animation looks incredible. I was really excited. And the main guy in charge of that is, uh, I'm losing it. I'm losing director of Alien 3. Oh, oh I don't know. David Fincher. David Fincher. That's right. Isn't he involved in the Goon movie in some I, way? I don't know, actually. He's the producer. He's the producer. He's the producer. Oh, he wasn't Thank the you. Panel. We are going to get to these guys who are signing right now in our booth. They're doing their books, Zombie Kill Squad. Can you see this, Gilmore? Can can we rotate and see? We have been we have had artists in our booth for a while. I mean, every day we've had the Titmouse guys who do Metalocalypse and Super Jail. They did a bunch of signings and stuff like that. We got the guys here, Zombie Kill Squad. Introduce yourselves, guys. Look at over there. That's AJ over there. Look at you guys. That's what this is all about. AJ and Dustin kicking ass, signing free posters for everybody. The Geekscape booth is kind of a mess. It's, 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 it's a party. It's a, all right? There's a huge group around you. Yeah, well, this is the Geekscapers. This, yeah. this is where I've had the most fun while I've been here. And I've been here five days. So This is where you've had the most this fun. Is, this has been the most fun, hanging out with you guys. So. Well, you guys already know that Geekscape is all about having a big party atmosphere on the website, on the show. We are basically the... Uh, Brian Walton had a great catchphrase. He went, check out Geekscape, the comfy couch of the internet. Come hang out. And that's kind of how it is. I mean, we do we do we do do all-night movie hangouts. We do uh, parties. Come on over. Lots tell your friends. Let, tons of community. Kind of smells like Ben Dunn in his garage. Remember those old days? Uh, guys, thank you guys for coming on. We're going to see you guys next weekend at the uh, Comics on Comics event. Yeah. And um, we got to get you back on here, guys, to do the show on the legit Geekscape episode, which we're going to do next weekend, on a brand new set. Awesome. The couch is gone. All right? Thanks, guys, so much. Thank you so much. Uh, guys, somebody is here. He has brought himself a gallon of milk. Uh, you wish. He's going to, okay. Not happening. The gallon of milk's going to wait. It's going right? to have to. But this is Hulu's Jason Nellis. Can we not call me that? I am no, no, Geekscape's no, no, no. No. Oh. Jason Nellis. Geekscape pays you more than Hulu now? Well, I had to sleep in a room with you for a few nights, so unfortunately, honesty, I'm closer to you. In all honesty, for the last four, you know what? I am going to retire that because for the last four days, you've just been kicking ass for Geekscape. Nah. You've been one of the people passing out nah. flyers here. 
Sunshine, I would I would do many things for Geekscape. Including shaving, share a room with us. Shaving your back is not one of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt Kelly, get over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's you've you've been in the booth a lot. Yep. Which is awesome. It's been but a lot of fun going out there into the uh, Geekscape. Yeah. Basically, what have you experienced? Oh God, I've been all over the place. Uh, unfortunately, I was not able to get into any of the Hall H events I wanted to, or the ballroom. That's better of, on your behalf. Um, I agree. That's but safer. no, I, I've been having a good time. You know, it's been a lot of fun to really see the variety of people here this year. This being my second year, I feel a little bit more comfortable with the atmosphere. I feel like I've gotten a better sense of what I want to see and what I want to avoid. A um, lot of great artists here. A lot of great opportunities to meet the creators of comics that you know and love and feel like you have an opportunity to connect with them, very, even if it's just for an instant. You know, one of my favorite things, and I'm going to go ahead and plug them because I love them to death. Least I can do dot com and LFG le com least I least, can least I could do dot com oh, could do okay and LFGcomic.com are both created by guys named um, Ryan Somer and Lar D'Souza um, who have a booth here. Their comics are hilarious. They update constantly. The quality of the art is great, and they're two of just like the nicest dudes in the world to come and hang out with here on the on the floor. PVPonline.pvponline.com's uh, um, uh, Scott Kurtz, another great guy to come and hang out with. Like, the thing I just love is that I can find these people that I know and love and meet new people that I can meet and love and uh, just get a general sense of, of camaraderie amongst people who, who know and love the same things I right. do. Um, you know, I mean, I and even occasionally get to spend uh, several nights in rooms with gentlemen who um, I worry about their sleep apnea. <laughs> Gilmore. Um, and you know, there was just, a moment with Bibiani yeah. where I almost had to, like he was in the bed above me, I was on the floor. I had to reset Bibiani <laughs> because he was snoring normally. And, and it then, wasn't in tune. And then this fucking <laughs> raincore sound came out of him. And I go, oh, shit, I got to reset Bibiani. And I, and I go, William, Bibiani. And he goes, huh, huh, huh. And I was like, all right, this will give me about 30 more minutes before he makes that fucking sound again. If I, I have to fall asleep in that time. Yeah. That's my window. Well, unfortunately... Well, uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, and, and guys, look, I know because I snore worse than any of them. So, so, but here's, right? the, here's the best but part. But Gilmore snoring sounds yeah. like this. Timmy, it hurts. <laughs> I think I hear my dad came home. <laughs> Hurry, get out. My favorite was that I came in. I came in on Wednesday night, and Wednesday night I was the last one to get in, and we heard a veritable symphony of people snoring in tandem with one. It was like somebody would from the hallway, and you're like, I don't know about going here. And then you get a bit of treble in there, and then somebody would start doing percussion. I, I thought I was at uh, I thought I was in a symphony orchestra. It was great. It was awesome. But no, I think I think we've had a pretty good time. I mean, I think that overall, um, you know, with a, an occasional uh, uh, missed opportunity for an interview that that we couldn't avoid anyway, that. We've had a pretty kick-ass time here. This it's been, has been a been lot the best of fun. Hasn't it? Uh, really gross. Really gross. Well, good, good. We, we, this is not the Geekscape studio. There's a really gross thing that happened. There's a really gross thing that happened. The pit of an eternal stench? Well, yeah, well, there's that. Well, the smell wasn't as bad as last year. I mean, it smelled horrible last year, but this year... That's true. We did have three girls in the room. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this year, while everyone was snoring, and pretty much everyone's awake because the snoring is keeping everyone awake, right. and uh, except, for except for the people snoring, of course. Uh, but and I, I and I for two of the nights was not uh, the snoring was keeping me awake. Because you're the only guy who got the bed the full full four nights, which is yeah. just to horse shit. Yeah, which uh, is why you're not rooming with me next year. And uh, anyways. I'm gonna pay for In the silence, in the silence in between, in the silence in between snoring, there was weird uh, sounds that sounded like wet smacking happening, and I don't know what the hell they were, but there was these weird smacking sounds where it was either someone opening their mouth in their sleep, or every other night someone masturbated <laughs> while everyone was asleep. Like 
everyone's awake, everyone's asleep. I can do this now. I can do this now. Have you seen anything cool like going around interviewing? Like, like maybe we can cut to an interview. What's the, what are some of the coolest? Um, well, we did run into a kind of a fun press line when we did. Uh, I think we did Will Ferrell, Seth Rogen, uh, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Eva Mendez, who Bibiani got to ask, which is a new Comic Con tradition. Every year, we ask someone who has been on the cover of ladies' magazines who she is wearing. That's funny. And uh, Did you ask her about uh, Paul's reenactment of her in the Ghost Rider scene? <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> I did not forget about oh, that. Oh, that's awesome. Anyways, here's that. Um, we, uh, we just really needed to find a Kato. I mean, it was really difficult. We needed someone who was very... We honestly didn't know. We, 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 we went through a lot of different approaches. We There was an American version of Kato at one point. We really just wanted to meet a lot of different actors, and we were really willing to write the character based on the actor we found. And uh, we met Jay Chow uh, over Skype originally, I read with him. And... He was just unbelievably cool. He couldn't speak English very well, but he was just cool as, as cool as hell. And uh, we decided to fly him out to L.A., and me and him read together, and it just became very clear that if, if the two of us were a crime-fighting team, that he should not be the sidekick. And that was kind of, to us, an essential part of the movie, is that I kind of in a, I kind of put him in the role of sidekick, even though it's clear he's really the guy who should be leading the team. And uh, and, and he just did it perfectly. And he's very cool, and he's very funny, and he had great timing, and... Uh, and I constantly have to remind myself that he's literally the most famous person I've ever met in my life, uh, even though I'd never heard of him. So uh, it was, it, but he was totally nice and humble, and you would never know that he was this megastar. I'm sorry, how important is China coming to Hollywood? Um, it's very important, and I think uh, I think Bruce Lee is so famous, and a lot of people in China are familiar with the Green Hornet because of him, and I think. Uh, it's it's great that we got someone that that, that is popular uh, in, in that part of the world and that people seem to really like and and I think it's cool that we're going to introduce American people to him because he's he's awesome. And so are you. Thank you, Seth. Very Thank much. you very much. Okay, Seth, you were at Comic Con before Comic Con was cool. I think I was. <laughs> was it like being back with uh, your first actual comic book movie? It's pretty weird, actually. It's 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 kind of amazing. It's it's really neat, and uh, I, uh, it's it's been very surreal. There's a lot of uh, money being put into promoting it, which to me is just exciting because it, it, it means that they probably like the movie, which is what I care most about as a filmmaker. So it's it's very encouraging, I have to say. Do you get to go to the floor anymore, or is it just too crazy? I walked around all this morning in, in a V for Vendetta mask. <laughs> Um, honestly, we the idea of a hero sidekick relationship was just always one that we wanted to explore. It's something that we just thought was a very interesting subject that had never really been done in a movie very well. And and they were such a quintessential team, the hero, uh, Green Hornet and Kato, and, and we thought that it could be the perfect like way. Yeah, I know. You're Do you want to answer Green Hornet questions? And, uh, it'd be great. The problem, you know. <laughs> The difficulty we had on Green Hornet was exactly. the balance Everything. between action and comedy. I actually told them. <laughs> Who would win in a fight between you guys? Between us two? Us? I think we'd both cry. Yeah, we'd both cry and I would soil myself. Well, we'd really like to see it. I would hope that never happens. Oh. We, we are fighting okay. on, on pay-per-view. Uh, 
awesome. Uh, it's in a few at, weeks, at the, right? At the Mirage in Vegas. I yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Only teeth. That's, what, that's, that's the caveat of the Only flight. Only teeth. No hands or feet, just teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be bloody in there. <laughs> what was that? Eye gouging. Are you even a journalist? He's not I even a journalist. Yeah. You're taking over, Will. Okay. <laughs> I'm switching. So I, I, I see. Real quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, why Comic Con for this movie? Uh, because uh, Sony Pictures said you're going to Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think they'll embrace it? Uh, I, I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I, as you asked the question, I don't know if it's being screened here. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I, I think the fans that come here, it's definitely a movie that's, that's right up their alley. We have a little fun with the genre of, of the, of the buddy cop movie. At the same time, it's it's a completely original take. Before this movie, did you know that Chris and We had no idea. Um, uh, we went through a fair amount of Priuses. Yeah, yeah. Over, conservatively speaking, a thousand, thousand Priuses. Yeah. <laughs> That's more than two. We broke the record no, that the Blues Brothers, when they smashed up, I don't know how many cars they did, but yeah. Did you actually break that record? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. No, I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. Okay. What was it about the other guy's script that really made you want to be a part of it and reach Well, it, it was, I was in on the, I was, I was in uh, part of the inception of the whole idea, so it wasn't a, it wasn't a script that was handed to me. It was, it was uh, uh, an idea that, that uh, Adam McKay came up with for both Mark and I, and, and, and so I helped contribute to, the, to some of the story. Yeah, this is the first one Adam and I haven't written together, um, but uh, we did do our own rewrite on it. That sort of thing. So, so you know, when you're when you're in there from the beginning, it's obviously something you want to do. What has your Comic-Con experience been thus far? Uh, I've seen a lot of uh, ballrooms like this, <laughs> and um, the, the inside of the Andaz Hotel, I believe you pronounce it? Is that how you pronounce it? Andaz. And that's about it. I haven't been able to go out with right the masses. Thursday. Yeah, we had a panel. Uh, right? Good. That was good. That was good. I, I premiered the my own homemade version of the Megamind outfit. Uh, so all in all, it's been good. Yeah. Great food, great buffet. You, you, this is not your first cop movie. At this any point, did you ever say Scorsese wouldn't do that? No. It's a whole different world. But, but we definitely try. I try to play it as real as I any other scene I did in, in any other movie I've done. You know, which is something that really kind of I was relieved about. The rules, rules approach, and that approach was the same thing. It's just you know, obviously the circumstances are a little ridiculous, and that's what people really make it funny. But uh, just trying to play it as real as possible. What what new is there to be done with the buddy cop dynamic? It's such an icon. You know what? Just the, the, the pairing of us two yeah. is so crazy. You know, I mean, right there, people are like, "What the hell is this?" And uh, you know, the movie's really funny. It's also really smart. I mean, you know, it's Adam McKay and it's best. Wow. Yeah, we can Okay. Hi. Hi. Who are you wearing? Really Thank you. I'm wearing Vivian of Westwood. That's fantastic. You know, most people who get dressed up for Comic Con end up being slave layers. So this what? is very, this is very refreshing. But this is kind of that in a weird way. This is well, this is actually an homage to like, I'm trying to wink at yeah. like a Trekkie, you know? Okay. And then I got the bun. It's like a modern uh -huh. day Princess uh, Leia. Uh -huh. Absolutely, and the pockets are practical, which pockets I like. Pockets are practical, Absolutely. and I've been doing 
quite a few of these interviews, so I'm really wacky right now. You can probably ask me that's anything that's you want. You've made a lot of <laughs> movies about guys. Yes. Why the other guys? I have no idea. <laughs> Are you regretting I, it now? I, I, you know, I paid the rent, I guess. Okay. But uh, other than that, dude, I have no idea. It was the worst. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, I've called Anchorman my Citizen Kane, my Gone mm -hmm. with the Wind, and I stand as well you firmly should. as well as should. It's my favorite movie of all time. Like my favorite comedy. Okay? Yeah. So when I, and I knew I was like, okay, Farrell McKay got. I've, this is my. I gotta get in somehow. And then finally they call me for this movie, and I literally I said yes without reading a script. Mm. And then when I read a script, and I read that there was a scene in which I sing a song called "Pips Don't Cry" to Will Ferrell, I was mm. like, there is a god. Did, did did Will Ferrell cry afterwards? Did he cry after your performance? Was it was it touching? No. I'm sorry. Was he supposed to? I don't know. I haven't seen the movie yet. Oh, yeah. no, you haven't. No, it's I'm the one to be unlucky oh, once. No, it's should really, I? No, I'm telling you, it's okay. not. And I'm not. I mean, yeah. it's really funny. Okay. Yes. Well, we're really looking forward to and it. And I'm really funny in it. Oh, like, really? Way funnier than Will. Holy shit. Way funnier Justin. than Will. Wow. Any of those guys, I'm funnier. Uh, we will spread it along. Spread the word. We will. Thank you. Okay, right here we have MSNBC. MSNBC. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. So how was your Comic-Con experience? Woo! Oh, we're getting there. <laughs> Guillermo, you, you're, you're attached to more movies than I could possibly count. Can you keep them straight? What are you actually producing and, and scheduled to direct right now? How many do you have? Uh, no, uh, we're only, well, whatever is attachment, whatever, what is active is a remake of Pinocchio, uh, with stop-motion puppets with Grits Grimley. We are doing uh, a movie that I'm going to announce next week, uh -huh. and uh, writing, co-writing, and producing Haunted Mansion. Okay, that's what is active. Okay, that, would, that, that needed a remake. You think? Is that, did you like the original enough to want to use remake? It's not a remake. No, it's not. I don't know. This is all. This is all you. It's all me. Fantastic. All right. Looking forward to it. See you later. That was awesome. That uh, was pretty ridiculous. And I, I like that we snuck in Guillermo del Toro, like, just near the end. Yeah, yeah, just that tiny thing about Guillermo del Toro in the Haunted Mansion being a giant announcement here at Comic-Con. That got snuck in after Eva Mendez. Oh. That's how we do it here on Gigscape. We just so mix it all up, which is kind of, I mean, as much as we say that the show is about movies, video games, and comics, yeah. and that's what I've been saying as I hand the, these postcards yeah. out. No, I mean, we've had porn stars in our, in our oh, booth. So we've had reality cool. stars in our booth. We have these artists in our booth signing. This has been a non-stop party. Yeah, non-stop all weekend. Um, now, uh, let's see, you talked about that. What are some other major announcements that have happened here? Um, guys, literally, I only heard about the announcement for the Haunted Mansion, the confirmation of the Avengers, which they presented. So, what was, Mar it was, what, Mark, what was Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo for sure. Yeah, and, uh, and, and Jeremy what's Renner, Jeremy is our Renner Hawkeye. Hawkeye. And that's what I've heard. And, and was, we have a it, logo. And it was kind of cool seeing everybody lined up there. The other news that excited me, especially since this is like the downer year for Last Airbender, is that they're going to do a new series that takes 150 takes place 150 years after, or 100 150 years after the oh God, Last Airbender. Amazing. We know, and it's the, the the guys that made the show on oh, Nickelodeon. That's so awesome. So that's what I want. They're going to undo the the. They're going to they're going to wash our mouth out of the bad taste that Shyamalan laid in it. How's that for a visual image? Sounds good. Oh. Um, anyways, let's uh, keep well, let's, let's keep mixing, mixing things mixing up. up. All right, uh, are, introduce uh, me to. Uh, our, uh, let, 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 do, does the Geekscape audience want to meet? So uh, the Geekscape audience wants to meet some some friends of ours. Some let's let's start. Let, let's go project by project here. Okay. All right. First let's up. Let's go project by. Let's have Paula over here. Paula, it, 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 oh, just, no, no, you don't want to. No, you don't want to get in here. Oh, come on. All right, come on in. I'm Jonathan. I'm Jonathan. So nice to meet you, Charlie. 
Charlie uh, and Paula, what is your project here? We've been sharing the booth with our good friends at The Escapist. You guys know them as uh, from Zero Punctuation is one of their funniest uh, web series. The guy who video, like reviews video games and is just a. Uh, you guys seen Zero Punctuation on The oh, Escapist? Yeah. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, seen most of the shows on it. That's but what it, now? Now Escapist is doing like live action web series. They are. And that's what you guys are here promoting. Indeed, they and they what had is a, that? a film festival uh, every year, but last year we won. Um, where the winner of that gets their series funded from wow. the pilot. So we won, and we do a show called The Good Night's Quest. Good Night's Quest. Mm, indeed. And you can find it at goodnightsquest.com or on escapismagazine.com. And how do you spell knights? Like a knight in shining armor? Knight like a K-N-I-G-H-T. Okay, Good Night's Quest. Like Michael Knight. <laughs> and what, Much and, like that. And what's the series about? Um, it is a comedy adventure where um, I play a video game princess, and he's a, he's a like hero that come through the video game, uh, the TV, into this unsuspecting gamer's living room and proceed to take him on an epic quest to save humanity. So it's got a little bit of a chanted to it. and uh, but, like reverse but, Tron. But, but, it, so, but a reverse Tron is even better. A reverse Tron. I stole that. That is awesome. A review article that is awesome. Us. A reverse Tron where the video game characters have landed in this person's living room and are going to, he'll learn a little bit about something, they'll learn a little bit about something. And is it a finite series that you guys are doing, or is it just ongoing? Is, are there seasons? There, well, is it live right now? Uh, it's right now, every Friday since March, we've been, or since the end of February, we've had a new series uh, episode come out. I am, I'm do you just like rocking these. Do you like our cup I'm rocking your shirt, Wolf. Uh, I do. Do you like the cup the purse shirt? Pretty good. The old school light gun shirt? <laughs> but we, yeah. yes, we have a new, a new episode out every Friday, and there are 24 episodes in wow. our first season. That'll, we just had uh, episode 22 air this Friday, yes. so 23 will be next Friday. We're almost to the end. And then, and then, um, then stay tuned. The stay cards tuned. cards might uh, play out in our favor pretty shortly here. So That'd be awesome. How's the reaction been to the series so far? Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. amazing. Yeah. I think it's yeah. been... I think web is such a great media because you actually get to really interact whoa, with... Whoa, whoa. whoa. Guys, guys, Fr Frank Miller yeah. is next door giving back yes. money from the spirit to all the ticket holders oh. who inside Frank Miller's next door giving back <laughs> refunds for the spirit. That is a, that is a Geeks Game exclusive. Frank Woo. Miller giving back refunds for the spirit. Next door, bring your ticket stub for the spirit. Frank will refund you. All right, all right. Really glad that, uh, that we got some refunds. Those are the nice guys at Legendary Pictures. You may have seen a little movie called The Dark Knight or Inception. That's them. Little, little film. We had another Batman director here last night, and Axel Braun. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it might have made its money back today. Yeah, The Dark Knight finally made its money back. Yeah. Maybe Inception. Good luck with that. Still in the air. Oh, but Good Night's Quest is what we want to be watching. <laughs> All right. It's, it's good because it's a different type of uh, show on Escapist website. So it's a totally different. Uh, sort of um, story being told, which is exciting. Something, something new. Something and it's new been so neat to really talk to our fans on the forums and and see their responses. The first 12 episodes, we were getting great feedback, but it kept being, um, we love this great production value. Too short, too short, too short, which is unusual. Usually they're like a little too long, guys. Cut it back. But um, they wanted more, so so we ended up listening to them and giving them slightly longer episodes as much as we could with our budget. So that was great, and they really appreciated that we were able to you know, take some of their ideas and incorporate them. So. It's been great, that is though. awesome, guys. Good night's quest. You can find it at the Escapist. You can. You guys probably check that every day. 
And what is the direct URL for the episodes? Or a goodnightsquest.com. It's a new mini site that Escape has just put up for us, and it's amazing. Awesome. We have cast bios and everything else on there. Well, thank you guys so much. Hello. Paula, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, thank you. Enjoy the rest of Comic-Con. Uh, we have a floating head back here who is literally texting me, scared for his life from Hall H yesterday when the bloodbath occurred. How did you survive the Hall H massacre of 2010? I avoided it. <laughs> Were you in so, the hall so, when it went Oh, down? yeah. I was like a couple hundred feet away. I mean, suddenly, like, yeah, everyone's like going, what's going on? Through. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Is this really happening in Comic-Con? Do you want to come into our booth, Ian? No, no, actually, well, just fucking just I kind of like there. it on the outside. Just stay there. Uh, what's funny is right on the other side of this Geekscape shirt is uh, the snowsuit from Inception that Leo wore. We've been telling everybody that it's Mark Wahlberg from Shooter's costume. <laughs> and they've been like... They've been like, okay, cool. Nah, it's full of fibs. Now, um, the funniest thing about the texts that you were sending me, besides just help me, come save me, if you can get into the hall, I need your help. I know, Jonathan's exactly the person I'm calling when someone's like trying to use a pen to kill someone. <laughs> As he actually goes, last week, Krav Maga, we learned how to disarm a guy who was using a pen knife. And I was like, oh, maybe you could have taught Martin R. Williams that and he could have saved it. There you go, exactly. exactly. Where was Nar? Uh, Nar's been running around shooting Fanboy Funhouse. Gilmore oh, has to nice. record this and then go and put on the Ugnaught suit and, uh, and and do a little fun, Fanboy Funhouse himself. I thought Gilmore's always in an Ugnaught suit. We actually bought Gilmore a shirt. Uh, hey, grab one of those shirts. It's on the ground right next to Oh, oh get here, hold this, Ian. Where That's is it? Said. It I don't see anything, Matt Kelly. This entire booth is disorganized. Look at look at the shirt we bought Gilmore from next door. The toughest thing this weekend at Comic Con has been deciding whether or not Gilmore was Hoggle, or uh, what was the other person we started calling him, Gweldor from Masters of the Universe. <laughs> the cosmic key. Uh, okay, Ian, I've been literally stuck here. When I wasn't hosting the panels for Comics on Comics, when you actually come by, uh, but um, I haven't had a chance to see much. What are, what are the cool things that you've been uh, experiencing here that you can tell the Geekscape is about? I spent the day in Hall H. I don't know if you have people reporting. You saw the on damn that. Avengers. Uh, so the Avengers, Captain America footage is awesome. Thor, we were worried. Nothing to be worried about. Man right here. Whoa, whoa. Nothing to be worried whoa. about. He's the man right here. Yeah. I just want to tell him he rocks. This is Ian. He's the man. Johnny Zofi from Radical <laughs> Publishing. Good guy. Johnny, we love you. That is not news to the Geekscape. This is this guy's first all-time Geekscape co-host of the year. Anybody come up to you and be like, wow, you are Ian Kerner, the most dangerous man alive, and Geekscape's favorite co-host of, all, I think, no, all-time? Nobody, nobody on the floor, but uh, a few people around here told me they were fans. It's nice. It's nice to hear. You know, I love you guys. I love being able to be on Geekscape. You know, I love being able to, you know, Talking to people that are, you know, common interests. I mean, you know, we all love this stuff. Um, the Avengers was cool. What else have you seen? Avengers is great. Green Lantern footage looked amazing. What? The footage? I don't even know. that. The, I didn't even know there was footage. I've been here. Uh, oh, dude, what, dude, what was in footage. it? I mean, first of all, he did the ring contract with a fist, and it was awesome. It flowed out, and then it kind of dissipated after. Kind of like, like a kind of smoky, billowy thing. It was so cool. So, so cool. Did you, did, uh, the Walking Dead, uh, AMC booth is like just on the other side of this wall. And, uh, I took pictures the, at the it. The trailer of the effing. Dude, you, uh, the Walking Dead footage is unbelievable. Incredible. Unbelievable. 
They sh they showed the footage twice in the panel. The panel was so cool. I mean, there's this moment where Rick's like under a car and all the zombies are w coming towards him, and he's like shooting at them. It's like, and you can't imagine how he could possibly get out of there. Right. They're like clawing at him. It's insane. That that is going to be so good, so awesome. The shit. We're gonna have an Ian Kerner. It's gonna be the shit, dude. Dude, uh, dude. Like, like yeah, you said, with Spidey Three. No, not like Spidey Three. Nothing yeah, like Spidey Three. Part of Ian Kerner died during uh, yo. Uh, yes, part of Ian Kerner that. died during Spider-Man Three. Yeah, uh, that last Airbender. Part of me died. Are you excited for the new Airbending series? Give Bibiani fucking. Hey, Bibiani, what? what's this news about the Airbender series that's gonna? Give me a little bit of a, a Bibiani real quick, Satine, and then we're going to go to Satine. Uh, Bibiani, come here. Bibiani. Bibiani, who uh, dethroned uh, Ian as the favorite co-host of the year. Uh, here we go, Bib Bibs. Talk, talk about what, what is this news? Ian wants uh, to hear about it. I, I don't think Bibiani and I have ever been on screen together. Uh, no, well, at parties. At parties, maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, so right, now people right. know that we are not, in fact, the same person. Yep. Bibiani, yeah, yeah, you told me is. this rumor, and I... Yeah. No, it's not a rumor. They announced it. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get to any of the panels where they talked about it, but they're doing a follow-up television series to Avatar from the original creators. Um, I think it's called Avatar The Legend of Roka. Uh, Roku? Roka. I, new character, I imagine. Okay. And it takes uh, place... I, so they say it takes place 100 years after the events of the original series. And that gives, really? them, that gives them carte blanche to do whatever they want. Now, they don't have to play fan service to everything that already exists. Yeah. But the that Avatar was, supposedly has to be a... Someone else, probably. No, no, what's the next one in line? Well, waterbender. Waterbender. Waterbender, it goes... Right. Um, maybe it's air, water, maybe, it, maybe it's her fire. son. Maybe, maybe it's yeah. Aang's son. Right. Maybe it's Aang and Katara's son. Yes. Or Katara and Zuko's son. Stay tuned. Bibbles, yes, you're amazing. I'll be back. Good news. camera. Good news. Uh, Ian, go enjoy the con. We're gonna get another guest on the camera. All right. Are you gonna miss the Geekscape set? We're in a brand new apartment now. I'm a little excited. Oh. I'm a little excited. I might be able to breathe in there. I might not. Like you know, completely hyperventilate. Might not have massive pit stains in the middle of the thing. That's you the know, price you pay for being the most dangerous man alive. Maybe you'll clean it. And no, I, I won't no, feel, I won't feel like on. I'm going to, you know, just come on now from the dust. And come on it. now. Temper that excitement. You know, I shouldn't get carried away. I'm excited, though. I'm All excited right. to see it. Right. See you soon. What's the next movie? Next movie we got to review? Well, I'm not reviewing Salt. I want to go see, see Salt. It? I didn't see it yet. Who is Salt? I've been here. I haven't had a chance. Right. Buzz is good. Do I want to? Wait, wait. Nellis just came over and goes, do you want a cheeseburger? And gave me this. It looks like, what the fuck kind of trap is this? Wait, 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 guys, this just in. Nellis is eating the cheeseburger. Oh, Ian may be the most dangerous man ever to be on Geekscape. Nellis is the one who's trying to kill himself the most. I'll eat both if you're not going to eat yours. I, I'll, I'll eat mine on camera. Yo, Matt Kelly, you, ch you need to chill. I'm, I'm gonna Shut up, Gilmore. This. You're not eating crap. I'm gonna let you guys this. All right, all right. I'm going to eat this cheeseburger. Satine. Oh, Film School Confidential across the way there sent us these uh, possibly fucking lethal cheeseburgers. Uh, I don't. Hey, guys! Oh, thank you! If I'm alive after I eat this damn thing. Come here. Come here. Who are you? Who are you? Introduce yourself to our audience. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, actually, I should do that, yeah. Um, well, I tell you what, uh, my name is Phil Lorenzo. I'm with the San Diego Asian Film Foundation here. And Asian Film Foundation. That's right. Are they farming out? They're, they are. They are <laughs> fucking outsourcing? Exactly. We're, 
You know, did he, did he, is uh, M. Night Shyamalan your human resources director? <laughs> no. He's like, well, you get a bunch of white people to work for us. <laughs> exactly. No, actually, I'm quarter Chinese, three quarters Cuban American, so. Come on. Yeah, I'm serious. He's like, here's a hamburger. <laughs> it's right. Here's a wonton burger. What is this? <laughs> I'm eating this with do not eat that with chopsticks. It's very dangerous for you. Oh, this shit is double, double. This is double. It's double cheese, double meat. I'm trying to take you out right now. You guys want me to eat this? He's gone. Who wants to see me finally eat a cheeseburger? He's done after this. He's done. Oh, my God. Oh, that's just grotesque. <laughs> He's sad. Are you sad inside? The entire week we've been we've been across the aisle from each other. You guys have been throwing us ping pong balls, giving us fucking Jonah hex cups, giving us shitty posters. This may be the last, like, like, like volley in trying to take out Geekscape once and for all. <laughs> My plan worked to a T. <laughs> Where can our listeners check you out? Well, basically, listeners could check us out sadaf.org. That's sdaff.org. We have the second largest Asian American film festival here in the United States coming up October 23rd to 28th here in San Diego, California. Don't forget to check us out. And hey, man, thank you so much to Geekscape.net. They're awesome. Jonathan's awesome. Everybody here is awesome. And that's about it. Rock and roll. Geekscape. Love you guys. Now in Geekscape. Yeah, baby. Thank you. All right. So, team, you waited long enough. Get over here, sweetie. We've been sharing. Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, Satine, you've been sharing the booth here with us, promoting a series as well for the Escapist. Yes. What is that series about? It's called I Hit It With My Axe. It's I about, Hit It With My Axe? Yeah, I Hit It With Her Axe, because something Kimberly Kane, the porn star, said during our game. We're like, oh, that's great. you missed Evan Stone jumping up on our table dressed I've as a river. I've never missed Evan Stone. Did you see him yesterday? <laughs> Actually, I, huh? No, I didn't. Evan Stone was here jumping up and down on our table dressed as the Riddler. Oh, man. Signing Batman Triple uh, X posters. Nobody texted me. And they announced, exclusively with Geekscape, Axel's next film coming <laughs> out next year in 2011. Star Wars Triple X in 3D. I the most they would have done that while e I was doing porn. It's going to be the most expensive porn <laughs> film ever made. Nice. <laughs> and Chewbacca will fuck. But he told me Han Solo won't because he's Han Solo. So I told him he still has to shoot first. Yeah, yeah. And I think he wrote it down in a notebook. Nice. So then you get a credit. What is, what is, uh, I hit it with my axe. I hit it with my axe is a weekly web show. It's every Wednesday on theescapistmagazine.com. It's so gross. Um, because I actually puked that up earlier yeah. today. Are you, are you, yeah, that was, sorry, I'm like digressing. But yeah, I was really hungover last night and I ordered a giant cheeseburger and I ate the whole thing dipped in mayonnaise. And I woke up feeling like, Terrible, and I puked it up. So that is not okay right now. <laughs> I'm tasting of you. I, God. I'm like 50 percent burger right now. Actually, 25 because I did puke it up. Wow. Um, <laughs> oh. Okay, Sorry. Why did I hit it with Max? Kimberly Kane okay. made it up. She, right? you know, well, she just said it. But okay, she said it. All right. So basically, a bunch of my girlfriends who happen to be porn stars, uh, we started playing Dungeons and Dragons. Um, the Escapist Magazine saw the website that Zach Smith made called D&D with pornstars.blogspot.com. And um, yeah, they're like, we want to film it. And we said, get paid to have sex, yes. Get paid to play Dungeons and Dragons, yes. So yeah. Whoa, 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 rewind. We don't if, have sex on the show. Okay, okay. No. Okay, so if somebody was watching an ideal episode of I Hit It With My Axe, what would it entail? 
porn stars just playing D&D &D and like yeah. narrating their way through a story? Yeah. Would they get like an entire campaign edited down? Well, the campaign is a year long. So campaign's a year long. How many episodes would, would it take to get through a campaign? I have no idea. You guys will find I, out. How I many just episodes play. are you guys in? I think we're like almost 20. Almost 20 in. Yeah, well, that was... We filmed a lot more. Right. We've been playing for the past five weeks. And do you I guys, died. Do, do you guys I do died. like strip D&D? &D? No. Or like it's just any, a any bunch of girls. of undress or anything? No. We just play D&D. &D. That was it. You know what? As that much as it. I'm trying to get something like there's, sexy there's out nothing. of it, that may just be sexy <laughs> enough for them. It is. You know well, I mean? that's the whole point because people were really offended by the idea. Right. So we're like, well, if you like Dungeons & Dragons, then you will like this game because you see a bunch of girls who do other things play it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I hit it with my axe. <laughs> what else are you promoting, Satine? Oh, yeah, I have a website. What is it? Uh, sexfoodandcomicbooks.com. Sexfood and comic books. That's our three favorite things. It's my three favorite things. <laughs> sexfoodandcomicbooks.com is where you can find Satine. And let me tell you guys, big things happen at Con. All right? Not only did somebody get stabbed in Hall H, what happened this weekend for you? Oh my god, I got married! I mean, I got engaged! I, I'm ahead of myself right now. You haven't gotten married yet. You haven't gotten married yet, guys. But, um, Satine came in one morning to the booth, giddy, like, bouncing off the place. Well, I'm always like that, though. Right, but... But this is excellent. But it was more with, like, those little cartoon hearts in your eyes. You know, and, I'm, and I met your man, and he's been hanging around the booth, and he's a super nice guy. Um, you got engaged at Comic Con. Yeah. How did that happen? He's so perfect. Okay. Okay. okay well, oh. Yeah. What? Did, you, you heard my story. I, I, I proposed with the Green Lantern. Right? Yeah. Or yeah. That, that's is. really good. And he was kind of like. But what did he do? It. What did he do? Well, he wanted to do it during the con, but then right. he's so nervous that he had to do it outside. So he went right. and walked by the water, even though he could barely walk because he's been walking around the con. Uh -huh. So his feet are killing him. He's like, "Let's go for a stroll." I'm like. Are you sure? Is that you want to go for a stroll? You your feet? Why don't we go back? You know, right. hang out. He's like, no, let's go. And I'm talking about the economics of terrorism and like, like I was watching TED talks earlier. Right. So I'm like jabbering on about I need to clip my toenails, and he's like, it's romantic stuff. Yeah, it was totally romantic. But the evening was romantic. The moon and the water, and then he's like, he kept giggling, and I couldn't figure out what the hell was wrong with him. I'm like, are you? What are you doing? Why are we laughing? And then he kind of like shyly, because he's really shy. Right. He like got down. He's like, I have something to give you. And I'm like, oh my god, yes, fuck yeah. I said, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I said, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Satine got married, <laughs> but you can still see her. I'll and my the cleavage. Escapist. All right, there is a lot of cleavage, a lot of cleavage. on the escapist. Okay, well, you'd imagine. Yeah. You'd imagine. Yeah. It's not nudity. Not nudity. Go see some cleavage in D&D playing. <laughs> I hit it with my axe. You guys can see it at the escapist. TheEscapistMagazine.com. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's it, Kelly. We got people from... Uh, yes, yes. This is coming in. Yes. TheEscapistMagazine.com. Okay, roger that. Satine, thank you so much. Coming on Geekscape. This is your first Geekscape. Maybe not your last. We have Purell, which is one of the main not. tenets of Geekscape. Oh, no, I, my hand's sweating. All right, here I'm at Comic-Con. Here at Comic-Con, you got to have Purell. All right, check this out. Check this. Here we go, sweetie. It's just like... Mem I've got memories. Do it up. She's rubbing herself on Geekscape. She's rubbing herself. All right, let's. Tom Pinchuk, here, peek behind this, uh, this real quick. Guys, we we talked about you earlier in the episode. You did. Take this, Gilmore. Take, Gilmore, take this, because you need it. Um, yeah, the the, the guys from um, from um, First Edition were here, talking about how they use like. How we're, they were talking about you about season two of First Edition. Oh yeah, yeah. And I've been talking with those you guys. You guys remember him because he was on an episode hopping up and down on the Geekscape couch. We had an article about how hybrid bastards 
came out in hardcover for you to buy, and now he has it in the flesh here at the con. Let's give it up for our Geekscapist who published this comic book. Here we go. Here we go. Comic Vine, how is all that going? I, you introduced me to the Comic Vine guys. They were amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's been great, man. I've been having a great time. This is uh, exponentially busier than last year. People talk about the chaos uh, at Comic-Con. I thrive on it, man. Chaos at Comic-Con, that's where Tom. That's where you'll find him, the belly of the beast. I don't know where he was when Tommy was so. Joey Greco and my brother were here signing autographs, but that was pretty chaotic, dude. I've been doing signings all week, man. It's been crazy. I was. I did a. Uh, I hosted our chaos panel last night. We. Uh, How'd they go? Well, you know, did you, did you feel that tremor? Did you feel that tremor about like 6:30 uh, Friday night? What was that? That's the uh, that's the bomb. That's the bomb we dropped on everybody here, doing a panel that no one's ever seen before for Arkea All Access. See, most other companies they give them they give the fans some access, they give them partial access. We gave them all access. I was the host. It was a rush, man. You know what I'm talking about. You're a host. I know what you're I talking saw, about. I saw somebody here on the Comics on Comics panel. Yes, that was a lot of fun. That was an amazing fun and even made possibly a better segue. Um, Tom, thank you for coming on here. Keep enjoying. Where can we get your stuff? At Arkea's booth. It's uh, right between Marvels and Images. But what and about online? Amazon. Go it's on Amazon. It's available on Amazon. Hybrid Bastards. Right here. This book, you will not find a weirder comic on planet Earth. Well, at all. Or possibly a weirder human being. <laughs> Take care, Tom. <laughs> Guys, talking about hosts, talking about comics on comics, we have the host one of the two hosts of Comics on Comics Radio, right here. Now, I was calling Hi, John. him Gwildor. You may be Gwildor. Oh, yeah? Or Hoggle from Labyrinth. Oh, I'm Get over here. Get, oh, over yeah. here. Get over here. Get over here. Get over here. We got to show up the, oh, yeah. we gotta show the merchandise. Buy these shirts. That's going to be available on the Geekscape booth. These shirts are amazing. Week. Yeah, there we go. Yes. Well, we got the cup, the puss. You guys will be able to buy this online. I'm not the even the guest. Booth. The shirts are the guests. So, how long have you been a shirt? <laughs> um, guys, you guys remember Sax Car? He was on here with... Uh, on Geekscape with Juan uh, Rocha. Juan Manuel. Juan Manuel. Yes. Sax, you guys had me host the Comics on Comics panel Thursday night. Yes. Then the WowEo panel Friday afternoon. Yes. That's the times I've seen you. <laughs> well, you know, it, the weird thing about Comic-Con is it's so big, and, and, and if you're here professionally, you just don't appreciate it like the fans do anymore. Right. You know what I mean? And and it, we, I, ha I barely left this 10 by 10 yeah. area we're, that we're, is the Geekscape booth. We're we, going to need a bigger yeah. booth. We brought like 20 people uh, to, you know, to come down here that were like begging to come to the con. Half of them left Saturday in the afternoon. They just couldn't handle it. The professional level of being at Comic-Con, shaking the hands and walking around and being in the right places and making the interviews, it's a lot, man. It is a lot. It is a lot, <laughs> which means... Did you get a sponsorship while I wasn't here? We need a sponsorship. Purell, if you're interested. There you go. So, uh, Saxy. Yeah. I call him Saxy now. And I, and I accept it. Uh, Saxy, um, we've been promoting something at Comic-Con the entire, uh, for a while. We had the artist, uh, Tim C uh, the, the writer, Tim Seeley, who created Hackslash. You guys know that comic book, oh, Hackslash? Yeah. Dan, it was Dan, his artist. Dan was the nicest guy. They did a they did a uh, signing for us, mm -hmm. and uh, you've been pushing this thing that uh, you made t-shirts. So get, yeah. get the t-shirt. No, I'm holding two mics to get the damn t-shirt. All right, this is, this check this out. What is, what is this? What are you doing All right, right here? Here's the thing. A little while ago, Tim Seeley, who's the artist, uh, the creator of Hackslash, yeah. uh, was talking about who he wanted to cast in his movie if he could cast it, and he chose uh, amongst them Allison Scaliotti from Warehouse 13, who I happen to really enjoy. Yeah, you do. Way, I don't know if you can see this, but there's her holding one right there. You can always email that to me. Yeah, I can yeah you can put it up. It'll jump don't, out don't of the phone. Don't make me edit It'll jump photo. out of the phone. Don't make but me here. edit the episode. Uh, we, we had her on the show today, and that's what we're talking well. about. So, um, and we, um, 
So yeah, we we contacted her or by by proxy, like we, we mentioned it. It got in the ether. She was on set. They handed it to her, and she's really down. And like we we're trying very hard to make this the first fan casting that ever took place. Like we want to make sure that Hollywood doesn't cast some flavor of the month. Hey, oh wait, hold on, Matt Kelly. People are walking by, being like, "What is going on in the booth? I don't see any postcards in your hand." Get on it, Matt. Send, give Matt Kelly every single one of those postcards, Gilmore, right now, right now. Give him no the entire stack. So, someone ate the cheeseburger that was intended for me. Wait, the cheeseburger was your? I saw oh. your cheeseburger. Oh my god. I saw your cheeseburger. No. I didn't mean to cheeseburger. No. That's why. That's why. No, he can't I, has he can't it. Can't has cheeseburger. He cannot has. I'll run out and get you a cheeseburger. We will. We will. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. The, the, this just in, Frank Miller's now over there giving people refunds for the spirit. <laughs> you hear that? You hear that? It's over there somewhere. They're, they're not so much happy about it, they're just begrudgingly accepting it. Because they still feel violated. It's like reparations. At the end of the, the day, you still they'll never get back. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, there's some really great stuff out here that, I, that you know people are, are hopefully going to see on your, your cameras and whatnot. We bumped into some really interesting people, some great costumes. It's a great con. I mean, I mean... It's a different universe than it has been before. I think that's the Always Sunny in Philadelphia people. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, um, th there's uh, something of what I mean. I, the, my favorite thing, though, and this is my suggestion to you if you come to Comic Con, do not wear a costume so big you need a handler and can't see. <laughs> because I don't care how good it is, by the end of the con, we all fucking hate you. I've seen the texting <laughs> problem. Have yeah. you seen this? People oh, yeah. texting on the floor and running into shit. Oh, yeah, or, or even better, they stopped and sent a text message, and like 400 people are snagged in a line. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. But yeah, it's great. You know, it's good to have all these nerds together. What's really weird is you can go out into the, the gas lamp district here in San Diego and you see all the, just the douchebags. Just the girls in little shorty skirts and like the guys in the Ed Hardy. There's actually not enough nerds to fill the bar scene, but there's but there's 300,000 of us. Um, Sex, where can we find the Allison's uh, for Skagliati for Cassie uh, Hack? It's stuff. comics on comics slash A4C, the digit A, the number four right. and letter C. But wait, letter A. You get the idea. A for yeah. C. And um, and then yeah, you can get all, all our coverage that we branded with you here uh, on Comics on Comics, and you can see my shit on HavingSaxOnline.com. We're gonna have you back on Geekscape really soon. Once you we better, get back you better, to you, better have me back. Once we get back to the three one zero, baby. Once we get back to the three one zero, baby Ani, and then we gotta bring up some Geekscape fans, which is what Geekscape is all about. Baby Ani, we've been sharing uh, close quarters intimately. Did you tell them about the cock shark? So I'm, I'm waking up one morning. I'm just desperately trying to regain consciousness. And Jonathan needs to get here a little earlier to open up the booth. Uh, so he's in the shower. He's in the shower. He comes out. In my like, defense, I warned you from a lethal situation. No, no. He, 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 don't get me wrong. But he was like, William, you're, you're aware that this is cock shark territory. I go, William, I know you're trying to sleep, but I think I see a cock shark somewhere. Yeah. And, and, and in all fairness, there was a cock shark. And he just starts wriggling into this fucking sheets, desperately trying to grab my I junk. put my hand under the bottom of the sheets, and I go, Bibbs, don't move. There's a cock shark. I have lost you track see, of how you, many you times see this you've tried start to grab going my through junk. The sheets, towards your junk. I've the, lost track of how many times you've grabbed my junk. I, We're going to need a bigger will. shark. <laughs> I'm sorry. About that. No, 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 I, no. Fair enough. I woke you up with a cock shark. You, you did. I, yeah, I mean, something fun happens every year. Okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, so, we, so, so we, Tron. So yeah, we got into this press line for Tron. And yeah, we, we can show it. We can we, show we it. Can, we'll show it shortly. But um, you know, we got to talk to Bruce Boxleitner. We got to talk to the directors, but we didn't get to talk to Jeff Bridges. And it was a real shame. They actually skipped most of the small press internet. And uh, Gilmore had the single best question anyone could have ever asked Jeff Bridges. He was going to say, "You're Jeff Bridges." 
No, yeah, what do you want to ask me, son? Jeff Crazy Bridges, yeah. you're, you're a man of the world. You're, you're a talented actor. You've, you've traveled making your films across the planets. You've seen many a place. What's your favorite bridge? <laughs> I also got to ask the director of the Neutron the single best question anyone has ever asked him. But you'll see that in the interview. Okay, cool. Yeah. So let's cut to the footage of you guys talking about the Tron, uh, talking on the Tron line, which yeah. I actually got to go to the uh, Tron Yeah, you got party, to go to the Tron party. Which is well, crazy. All that open bar wasted on you. I know, I know. And uh, there was actually a big ass... It was like the culmination of a lot of the ARG game, which has been going on for the last three years. Yeah. The person in front of me was just losing his shit because he's been playing this alternate reality game where he's been going to different cities grabbing cell phones that have been leading him to cards. To it's insane, the alternate reality game that they've been doing for Tron Legacy promotion. I actually promotion. haven't been paying attention. That's fucking amazing. So, yeah, I went to the Tron Spread Your Legacies party. Spread Your... And, uh, and it was fun. I got I got this uh, limited print. Such an asshole. Deal, yo. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That that's is cool. cool. Uh, here is Bibiani and Gilmore on the press line for Tron Legacy. You directed the first Tron. Yeah. Every time you see footage from the new Tron, do you ever say to yourself, did it? Never. Never? No, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It's, um, this is like watching something grow. It's, you know, it's alive, it's living, it's, it's different. It'll be different tomorrow than it is today. It, there, there, nothing feels static about it like that. What would you have done in the first Tron if you had today's technology? Um, I think that it turns out that artists always use the technology to the max. So that it really isn't that different in a way. It feels the same. Joe's saying, I need more computing power. I need more resolution. So we could probably have made the first film the way it looked with the technology we have today in about an hour. But when you see what we're making now, it's so much more sophisticated, in some ways so mind-blowing, that we need more technology to make it even better. So yeah. there was nothing storyboarded that you backed off on? On this film or the no, first film? No, on the film? first one. Um, nothing, no, there was, there were things I backed off on, but they weren't for technical reasons. Okay. Questions? Don, he just which one? I can elaborate. Uh, the difference between the technology back in the day and the technology now. It was such a big hassle for you in the original. We were flying blind on the first film, but that was okay because when you're you're first, there's nothing to be compared to. That's one of the reasons you want to be first, because then you can say, well, yeah, you know, it's it's not perfect, but we look really good just by existing. And uh, now it's different, you know, there's so much competitiveness in CG that it's, you know, the bar is higher for hitting certain marks. Um, we also, we, uh, we didn't have to be real. We just got, we had, all we had to do was dream big. And uh, we storyboarded and we just experimented. It was extreme filmmaking. This is different because the, the tools are so advanced that people can keep refining and refining almost infinitely. And uh, it's, it's, it's a good thing that the technology has, you know, gotten to this point for this film. Do you think, do you think the film is for the next generation or for the generation that watched the original? Well, that's a good question. I think it's, it's both, you know. It, it deals with Flynn, my generation, and it deals with his son. 
And so his, his son is the next generation. And uh, it's like finding out what do you do when your dad's Obi-Wan, not when your dad's Darth Vader. The LED technology and the L wire that you're starting to use that we're uh, in the suit, how did that, uh, how did that really make the, the difference between the products? The, uh, it, it, it meant that you could see it up front and uh, it, it was another example of not creating, you know, in darkness. You know, we actually, we could work with the suits in real time and we could see what we're getting. And on the first film, we had to commit to concepts before we ever perfected them. And we were locked in. Was there any other choice in the continuation of the story than the one that came out? There were a lot of choices. And uh, over the years, we would develop various ideas. Some of them had to do with technology of the day, like search engines. But what, what uh, at a certain point, I came up with the thought of, you know, where's Flynn lost in the data stream of, you know, somewhere in cyberspace, which I guess in a way I felt was sort of semi-autobiographical because maybe it's how I felt. And once we got to that point, it was, I had been, you know, going at this thing for so many decades it was like running a marathon, and it was great that Joe and Sean picked it up from there and, and took the disc from that point. It was like a relay race. It's like, this is as far as I've gone with this. Now you guys take it. Is there any directorial commentary on social networking in the Neutron? Um, let's see. Let me think about that for a second. Um, well, you know, it deals, I would put it this way, it, it deals with the themes of whether technology is going to bring us together or really get between us and limit our ability to communicate. I, you know, I think that's a, a real issue for our day. It's like love isn't digital. And um, that's sort of the dark side. It's if social networking for me, the, the thing I, when I think about that is whenever I see somebody with a toddler and they're talking on a cell phone, and I wonder, you know, do they talk to their kid ever while they're walking down the street? Are the kids in the stroller? Or are they on the cell phone all the time? You know, that's social networking right there. You know, the average audience member has so much more experience with computers now than they did when the first Tron came out. Um, was, how did that affect anything? I mean, could, couldn't the original Tron kind of been on my iPhone, the entire world? It, it could have been on your watch. Yeah, the entire world could exist in this watch. How does that, what, what, how does that expand things now in that film? I, I found a review that Arthur Knight wrote on the first film in The Hollywood Reporter. And the, he, in the opening line, he said, this film's about the users. And then in parentheses, he wrote, a user is a person who knows how to make a computer function. <laughs> that, and, <laughs> That, that had to be explained in the first line of the of the review. It's um, yeah, you you bring up exactly the point. We're we're all users now, and the film deals with that. You know, it it, it deals with the fact that we don't have a choice to treat this world so lightly anymore. We're responsible for it. It's our creation. And what I get into is. The world has so many vexing problems in it, the real world, the analog world, that we can we have a tendency to think of like, well, I'll retreat into the digital world because it's fully knowable. And then I think what we're thinking is if we can just simulate the analog world in the digital realm well enough, we'll solve our problems in there and bring that out into this world. And it's like a race is going on to see whether we can do that. 
how does it feel to create uh, this new digital world, which is like a digital Lord of the Rings? You know, you create a new reality. How's it feel creating that and seeing it take off on its own? It's very satisfying, but you know, by the same, it didn't happen overnight. It took 25 years. So um, I, I think that it turns out that people really don't change that much. That that what really happened is the change comes from the next generation accepting something. I think why people like stories so much is because they deal with love, death, and treasure. And we think those things can change us. So um, that's where we're gravitated to that. People love the idea that they're going to change. but. After living this long, I found, unfortunately, people tend not to change. And so you really see that mechanism play out, and you see how 10-year-olds back then said, well, this belongs to me almost you know, more than my parents who brought me to this film. And um, you, know, you, you, you see that over the span of the years, and I feel that now in the new film. Have you played any World of Warcraft or the other virtual reality games? Um, I have friends that are totally into these games. And I address a lot of this technology through theory. I'm fascinated by it. I'm fascinated by the people. But my life has turned into sort of enough of a challenge that I don't really want to go in there. And I didn't grow up with that technology, so it's more of a struggle for me. And um, so I, I tend to not get my butt kicked in those worlds. How would you compare working on the practical sets of uh, previous science fiction experience with working on the virtual sets of Tron? Well, Tron kind of was what broke, broke me into science fiction. I mean, dealing with uh, things that aren't there and using your own imagination as to what you're looking at. Um, uh, certainly for Babylon 5, I had uh, I had a sort of a leg up on everybody else because nobody had, had worked with green screens and things like that. We dealt with that daily on that show, whereas the first time I did it was uh, black with a little piece of white tape saying, that's a recognizer chasing you. Really? Okay, you know, but uh, it was really high tech. But that part of it hasn't changed a heck of a lot. That's still there. You're still fighting battles with little pieces of tape. But it requires an actor's talent and imagination to make that real, you know. Um, so, I, you know, I, I came into this, and see, I worked in all the practical sets. I didn't work so much in the Tron world in this world. Um, my alter ego did. Um, I'm not going to explain that either because that's you have to see. Uh -huh. No, no, no. I'm no. I was waiting to do some Hallmark Hall of Fame series or something. <laughs> you know, at 60, that's where you pretty much end up going. So uh, selling Hallmark cards. Was this uh, movie rigorous as far as uh, action and that kind of thing for you? For me, no. Talk to the rest of them. Yes. No, I. <laughs> I'm the storyteller here. Um, I didn't have so much to do. Uh, and uh, we have this thing called motion cap now, mocap. Somebody else can do that. Use my face, so it's okay. I don't. I did the types and stuff before. I, I paid my dues with that. So, but no, they. I didn't have to go through so much of that. That's fine with me. You know. So you're not on the grid this time around. I didn't say that. Uh, and I can't answer any more on that. Uh, <laughs> what was it like to get back into it after so many years? It's thrilling. It's absolutely thrilling. I never thought this would ever happen. I think 10 or 15 years ago, there was a rumor going around. Disney had some script, and I thought, well, Stephen's going to do it again. They'll do it as a, a full-on animated movie or something. Like, uh, But I never thought this would happen. 
So it came out of the blue for me, and I, and I said, why do you want me in it? I can't run around doing that stuff anymore. I don't have the knees for it. Uh, so, uh, and they said, no, 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 we're, we're in real time. This isn't a remake. Because that's what a lot of people ask me. This was a, uh, a remake of the, the original. I said, no, no, this is actually a sequel, which then they looked dumbfounded, like, what do you mean? It's a sequel. You know, 27 years later, in real time, these characters, where have their lives gone and what's happened? You know? and, I, and I love the angle that they, they did it with the script. I think it's, it's terrific. It's a nice element of a mystery as well. So. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the original one, you know, it was the kids. The kids got it, like you were saying yesterday. The kids, the children, went and saw it, got it. Now they're the adults of the world. But you know, kids and adults use all the technology now. I mean, it was there was quite a there was kind of a generation gap. I hate that old phrase, but it was back then, and that's why the movie didn't do quite as well box office and everything. I think um, adults thought it was kind of light. And, but they, I think the kids understood what, what was really being said here. And you the know. kids have grown up. And the kids are the adults now. So, my God, they're grandparents now. After the first film, did you get really good with the Frisbee? I uh, quickly forgot everything about the Frisbee. After I didn't want to look at it again. <laughs> Actually, I, you know, the first, uh, after the first movie kind of didn't do what was expected, I kind of, um, I went back to television and um, was fine with TV series that I had after that. It was great. I didn't look back at it. It was just another job. That's the big surprise, probably for me, is it was just another acting job. And uh, now to have it come back. Now with the way technology is going and how this is really being used, what do you think it's going to be like now? Well, yesterday it was like you know we were sitting there in that hall, all those people out there sitting up, looking up at the screen. I felt like I was underneath the space shuttle when it was taking off. And Caltech registered a seven point zero or something, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, man, the recognizers in my day didn't make that kind of noise. <laughs> they sounded like Donkey Kong. But um, anyway, what? Do you have any family members you're looking forward to seeing this with? Oh, my sons are all. One son, 30, 24, uh, 21, 14. And uh, so that kind of answers your question. It's just that whole, I mean, I brought my oldest son on the set, the original one, and he started crying in the middle of the scene and... Steven Lisberg, get him out of here! No. Um, <laughs> we had to quickly get him off the, the set. You know. Any special memories from the first Tron uh, that you uh, kind of recounted when you came to this one? Uh, special memories of the first Tron? I was wearing a hockey helmet, tights, and a frisbee taped to my back. <laughs> and my circuitry on my suit was drawn on by a Sharpie. And if we sweated too much, it started to run. And we had to put on another suit, and it was always a challenge having to go to the bathroom because it had to be unzipped from the back, and you had to have somebody go with you or unzip you so that you could go and you know run to the potty. So, uh, did you ever see Tron? Tron. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, actually, I did. I think I saw it on VHS. You what know? was your favorite Tron? My favorite Tron. Well, there is only one right now. Okay. Yeah. But for now, what was your, I mean, what was your relationship with Tron? When did you first see Tron? On a, uh, I think it was on a rented VHS deck, uh, you know, connected via single kind of coaxial cable to yeah. my uh, old television in probably 1985, and uh, I don't think I was prepared for, for what was about to unfold on screen. Were you a fan growing up? You know, I uh, Tron as a kid, it was one, it was that kind of unique 
weird little movie that you know to me I was I was like most kids I was a Star Wars fan Indiana Jones you know those are the movies that blew me away but Tron was that kind of unique guy in the corner that you just couldn't ignore it was it was a completely unique vision and uh, it's you know it's an honor to be involved in trying to kind of have that same experience for kids today. Uh, this is Star Wars throwback. Is that why you chose the English guy as a bad guy? An English guy is a bad guy. Oh, you're talking about Mike Sheen. Yeah. We've got a couple of bad guys in our film, but uh, our main bad guy is not English. He's, uh, he's American. What's it like to give a fresh take on such an old, old movie? Is it too late? What was it like to, to give a fresh take on uh, you know, it's 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 the first Tron was ahead of its time conceptually, and I think the world's finally caught up with the ideas presented in that first movie. So it feels like the time is right, and it was a real honor to, to work on this film. This being a Disney movie, and I understand that the, the new Tron is darker and more grown up. Was there anything you felt you had to back off on? Something you thought about doing but thought that would go too far, or anything like that? No, you know. Uh, from the very beginning, Disney um, told me that they wanted to be pushed with this movie. They said, we need to be pushed, we want you to push us, and they've been completely supportive of, of this story uh, that I wanted to tell from the very beginning, so we're not, we're not backing off. So you think you push pretty hard? We're pushing every day. Yeah. Thank you. You did a great job getting Bruce Boxliner and Jeffrey Bergman in the original cast. Is there any nod to David Warner that we can expect? There, there, there are there are a couple hints at some other folks in the Tron world. There are a couple hints. They aren't necessarily uh, an integral part of the story, but I think for folks who know the '82 movie, there's a couple of uh, you know Easter eggs in there for the folks who do know the mythology pretty well. Yeah, that's great. We're gonna Tron right. two and three already. Uh, well, we put it. We <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hi, nice guys. All right, Geekscapers, we're back, and Bibiani, even though you are uh, basically are like our main correspondent here. At yeah. Comic Con, yeah. we're doing, doing it all for. Too. Walton's been kicking ass. Yeah, we even got Satan Moore talking to. Uh, uh, he got to talk to um, Lloyd Kaufman oh, from Troma. Lloyd, I love Lloyd. You want to show Lloyd Kaufman from Troma? You know what? Screw me. Let's show Lloyd Kaufman from Troma. Hey, so Geekscape. This is Matt right here with Lloyd Kaufman and Toxie in the Troma hey, Whiteman area. Hey, Toxie, look who's here at ZombieCon. Wow. Yeah, these guys are going to be showing up at the ZombieCon event that Geekscape's sponsoring in Seattle. We just want to talk to Lloyd about a few things. First yes. of all. Yes, uh, first you, of all, let me make sure that when you put my name on your publicity that it's as small as possible. Oh, make George good. Romero's really, really big because he's, well, of course <laughs> he's important. But I, 40 I think years we, wait, of filmmaking. Hold on. Did we? We, I think we fulfilled it. Yeah. Small on prints is big in our hearts. Of, Forty years of failed filmmaking. Make sure it's really small so I can continue. Right? Anyway, sorry. Go on. Go on. Regardless, yes. small, small in print, but big in heart. That's right. Big in heart. You're gonna, I mean, big in heart. You're going to be getting the Independent Voice Award for TV. Huge on the band. Wow. Is this the first award you've ever received? Uh, it's very nice to be condescended to and getting this fine <laughs> award. I'm very happy, uh, but I have received many, many awards. Uh, there are so many that uh, most of them are... I don't even know where they are. How many awards have I received? A million! Super Tromet Veneria. How many? A million! Wow, that's incredible. Well, thank you very much. Now, you're a personal hero of mine. The greatest I award I've ever had, however, is the, all these people here at the Troma booth, they're all volunteer. Not one person is being paid. Good work. You guys are sold out, so what do you care about that? You guys are making millions. I'm right back. I know it. 
They make so much money here. It's not the Geekscape is not making millions. No, just kidding, throwing I'm that kidding. out there. I'm kidding. You are one of the heroes Geekscape of my life. Geekscape is cool. Very cool. I love Geekscape. Jonathan London, creator of that Gay by Dawn, the short. That's that right. Has been loved, openly loved by Lloyd Kaufman. Yes, indeed. One of, as one of my heroes, I, I need to know, how do you feel about uh, a whole generation of kids who grew up either watching the Tots Avenger cartoon series as kids or catching your movies late night who don't see your films as just schlock, but just knowing that you've been such an influence on so many young filmmakers? Well, uh, now that we've, uh, we've wasted all our good camera on George Romero and, uh, and the other uh, mainstream people, uh, let's pull out the crappy little camera for Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I think all those people who think trauma movies are um, are worthwhile. Uh, we wouldn't be here without those people. So I'm very grateful that there are at least six people in the world who understand that the trauma movies are good, and that's why we're here for 40 years. It is. Uh, we take our movies very seriously. Uh, we don't take ourselves so seriously, but we take the trauma movies like Poultry Guys, Night of the Chicken Dead. That was three years of work. Romeo and Juliet, uh, five years of work. In fact, James Gunn, who directed, who uh, wrote it, will be at the Troma panel today along with the other Troma directors. Uh, Bozeman, Darren Bozeman did Saw, the new Mother's Day. They're remaking Mother's Day. So, you know, I mean, I've never really cared what people think about our movies. What I really like are the, the fans who give you uh, second-hand compliments, like, my teacher says your movies suck, but I like your movies. I love those emails. Keep them coming, fat, fucking sweaty boys who are, uh, who are blogging about X-Files in their basement. And then they come here and they say, oh, I love trauma. And then... I have no idea who he's talking about. And then Michael Rooker comes over and they all run over to Michael Rooker. Oh, Michael Rooker, Michael Rooker, fuck you. But I'm not bitter. <laughs> anyway, Rachel, where were we? Oh, a million awards. That's right. So oh, sorry, not Rachel. Super Venerea. Super Traumat Venerea with the Toxic Events. Now, you mentioned James Gunn, uh, just one of the many success stories to come out of Trauma That's right. to film you and delete your scene from their movie. Well, um, yes. But, but it was a, it made a great special feature. The <laughs> day on set with Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman, he makes a great special feature. And you know, the producers of James' movie confiscated my uh, tape. And, uh, but luckily I did a fast switch on him and I gave him a tape that only had a little footage. Otherwise that amazing special feature would never have been edited by us. It would have been probably dumped. But, uh, so that gives you a little sense. Universal will spend a billion dollars promoting a movie, but then if you come to the set and film it, uh, oh, they don't want publicity. What the fuck is that all about? Universal and the New York Public Library. What's, what's that deal? The New York Public Library? Uh, that's very intellectual. Thank you. Uh, I, I, I was asked to write something about Candide. And um, Candide, I thought it was about Twizzlers, but apparently Candide <laughs> is a, it's not a candy, it's some kind of a, a, a novelette by uh, Voltaire, a satire, one of the greats. And uh, they asked me how to, how would I make Candide, how would chapter 16 be filmed if it was a Lloyd Kaufman movie? And I wrote it and told them, and then they felt it was uh, too controversial because it had uh, it was pro-woman, pro-female, so pro-gyno, uh, and pro-Islamic religion. Apparently, in New York Public Library, you can read more about that at uh, uh, I think on uh, trauma.com or lloydkaufman.com uh, under Lloyd's Roids. And uh, apparently, the New York uh, Library feels that if if you're slightly favorable to, uh, I guess even if you even mention women and Islam together in the same breath, uh, they, you know, that's too much for them. But Voltaire, whose chapter 16 is about uh, monkeys uh, making whoopee with women, that's okay. 
according to the New York Library. Now, there's a lot of news going on with Toxie New York as well. Public, hold it, New York Public Library, just in case there are other libraries. Yes. <laughs> there's a lot of news going on with Toxie between a sequel as well as a remake, a family-friendly remake of the original Toxic Avenger. Um, how do you feel about this, Toxie? Toxie? Tell us about that. You have to talk loud, brother. What's up? Oh, you know, we just thought we'd talk more about my life as I go on and help out with Toxic Twins. And uh, my trials and tribulations of being a new found father. Uh, it'll show some of the joys that I have uh, been experiencing through childhood. As for the remakes of my other things, I think it would be good that if uh, something of, uh, of my past came out, I was able to help children and new families and promote, you know, the well-being of our universe. Unlike that asshole Captain Planet that ripped me up so many years ago. Well spoken, Toxie. You may have been uh, a very low volume, so I don't know whether we'll be able to hear. Everything it. just keeps getting smaller and smaller. Well, can you hear? It? Will you be able to hear? Yeah, this yeah, picks up great audio, oh, cool. and well, I can type well, subtitles. Well it's amazing. Uh, the Toxic Avenger Part Five will indeed uh, be about the next generation, the, the Toxie issues, and uh, having uh, the puberty of the young Toxic, Toxet and Skippy, their sons, and. Uh, we just signed uh, Tim McCoy, a big-time writer uh, in uh, L.A., to write the script. And uh, then the sequel is, who's the sequel being made by? Um, I believe No, no, that's Mother's Day. Mother's, Mother's Day, Day is Darren Bozeman. Yeah, Mother's Day was directed by Darren Bozeman, who did Saw. But um, Akiva Goldsmith, who won an Oscar for a movie with uh, Crow. Uh, what's his name? Something Crow. Uh, Russell Crowe, uh, Akiva Goldsmith won a uh, Oscar for A Dangerous Behind. Did you see that movie? It was about a retarded mathematician who just happens to have a gorgeous wife. Fabulous movie. <laughs> won an Oscar. Uh, oh no, maybe it was called A Beautiful, Beautiful Mind. Mind. Oh, oh yeah, I got it mixed up. And uh, uh, also, uh, I think, actually, you probably don't know this, but what I've been reading, Tom Cruise to play Little Melvin, supposedly, um, Megan Fox, Although it should be Super Tormet Veneria. And then uh, Cameron Diaz, apparently, are the ones who are in uh, consideration. But again, I don't, they don't, you know, I'm not really part of that. I'm only the creator of the Toxic Avenger. And I'm sure when they make their credits, my name will be a small, they'll probably see the Zombie Con posters. That's a good idea. No, I should get off that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I believe it's okay. It's really, really big on the banner. No, don't worry. worry. Uh, We have more people excited about you than George Romero, so we had to help him out a little bit. He is one of America's greatest directors and also uh, one of the most underrated. And uh, he really should be getting a lot more kudos. Martin, one of his early movies, is like a Claude Chabrol movie. It was beautiful. All this stuff. You know, he's a major, major guy. And I'm only kidding. He's like Beethoven... And I'm like Zampier, the panpipe player. George you Romero, never have to apologize George for your sins. George is Beethoven, Lloyd Kaufman, Zampier, the panpipe player. <laughs> never apologize for your sense of humor. That's why we love you. Well, thank you very much. And for my last question. And I love you. I'll meet you at the manhole club a little after this, right? Awesome. Yeah, I can, I'll bring the condoms. You can call me Chino. Sweet. I'll call you Nancy. Awesome. And uh, finally, for people who aren't familiar with the other non-Lloyd Kaufman titles of Trauma, you, yes. know, you were the first person to embrace VHS and late night TV and that helped you guys out a lot now you're embracing Hulu and streaming and you know you're getting onto the Blu-ray what are some of the non-Louis Kaufman titles of Troma that you would recommend checking out to to the non-Troma non-familiar Troma people I I think maybe the best movie uh, one of our best is Death by Temptation D-E-F by Temptation which is Samuel Jackson's first movie it's very very good 
it's funny and scary and uh, beautifully shot. It's got it's got the other name actors like uh, Freddie, uh, what's his name, or whatever. Anyway, it's a really good film. Uh, Cannibal the Musical, you like that, yes, right? Yeah. Cannibal the Musical by the South Park guys, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, who have been nice to us and have acted in, uh, as has James Gunn and, and Eli Roth and, and others uh, who have, uh, Troma alumni, they've all been acting in our movies and giving me parts in their movies. So uh, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone appear in Terra Firmer and uh, not just Terra Firmer, but uh, another, oh, Tales from the Crapper. Uh, Trey gets his head chopped off, uh, no, squashed, squashed in uh, Tales from the Crapper. So uh, James Gunn, Eli Roth, uh, these guys, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, have been, they've been really nice to Troma. Uh, we owe them a lot. What else do, what other, non, Monster in the Closet is a great movie. That is my favorite. Yeah, that's a yes. really great movie. It's so well made. It's beautifully made. It's got a lot of stars in it. It is Beauty and the Beast for the horror set, for the people that want to see fun. I'll tell you. Uh, one punch. Here's one, uh, <laughs> Shameless and Tasteless, which is uh, a beautiful young Ukrainian boy made this. And it is a great movie. I guess this doesn't come off, but this is terrific. It's actually a lot of uh, short films, but made in mostly made in Russia. But uh, Troma has a big following in Russia, and this is a young guy who is uh, Ukrainian-Russian who, uh, and Canadian, actually, it rhymes. And he uh, made uh, this wonderful DVD box set. And I would strongly advise anyone who likes Troma to check these out. Shameless tastes. Okay. Yeah. So here you have Thank an you overview. Uh, there's always every month there's a new movie coming out of Tromaville. And, you and know, the best place to find out is at Troma.com. And uh, I've been coming out to be a gay married man, uh, but luckily nobody is watching mm -hmm. this. So okay. my macho, my macho bear. I'm a bear. Am I a bear or an otter? Guys, that's Floyd Coffin from Troma, and you can actually see him uh, the Halloween weekend at ZombieCon in Seattle. We've got Bruce Campbell, we've got Max Brooks, we've got George Romero, all those guys, if you're in Seattle, Halloween weekend, are going to be at ZombieCon, which Geekscape is a sponsor of. It's going to be a huge event. We've actually had zombies walking around Absolutely. promoting ZombieCon. We want um, you to show up, dead or alive. Or both. Undead. Yeah. Um, let's bring some fans back in here. Absolutely. From Alaska, from the, from the frozen... North, we also have from Burbank. Kel, get over here. Get over here. Ash. Ash. I go cut. Ash. And from Illinois. Oh, yeah. First time on the Geekscape show. You were here last summer. I was here last summer. All right. All right. Flip them. Flip them. Not good with names. If I've never met you before. Because I'm going to start. Okay, Shane. I'm Shane. Shane, it was on your first Geekscape last summer? Uh, that was the first um, live one. Okay, oh, where, where are we going? Tighten, tighten up, tighten up, tighten up. What are we doing? What are we doing? Okay, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, your first Geekscape was last summer. Yep. You went home. That was, your, was it, that your first Comic Con? No, it was like my eighth Comic Con. Holy crap, you come yeah. down from Alaska for Comic Con every year? Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. That was your first Comic Con uh, with Geekscape. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. Uh, and you went home and you were just like, man. The entire year is empty until I can get back to San Diego and be on another episode of Geekscape it, at Comic-Con. It really was. It really was. How did you make the months pass? Um, it wasn't easy. Uh, a lot of uh, internet pornography uh, and uh, watching you guys from Alaska. <laughs> I don't know if at I this, like to be in that same... Not at the same time, uh, but not maybe in the same order. So, What are you wearing right now? Um, I'm wearing my favorite, new favorite shirt, my Geekscape shirt. Finally got one. Procrastinated, so... 
Also available in purple and red, which is crazy. But what do you think about purple? We had a dude who'd never seen Geekscape in a million years come up and just get the purple shirt because he thought it was a cool shirt. Good. And uh, so that was awesome. That was awesome. Shane, stay right there. All right. Uh, we're, let's trade you places with Ash. All right. All right. Swing behind Ash. Ash? Yes. And uh, I got to see your, 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 your name again. Nikki, Nikki. I was gonna say I was gonna say something close to Nikki, but it was it was. Hey, Nikki, you're so I don't know. Uh, Nikki, come here, right here. You guys are the Cup the Puss sisters. Has anybody commented on your awesome Cup the Puss shirts? I had an old lady look at me really badly, <laughs> <laughs> disgusted. What's awesome about having you and Ash on the show is that both you guys are wearing the two colors available in the Cup the Puss shirts. Um, but Ash, you've been on Geekscape before. Once, I think. Once before, because you're shy. Well, yeah, but I'd be on it more if you'd have me. Yeah, well, <laughs> listen, these people come on to promote. You know what? You're going to promote for your, your your school film. Yes. Your school project. Yes. We're going to have you on to promote that. Okay. All right? Yes. You've asked me, and I don't even know if I even said yes, but I read the email, no. and I was like, yeah, we should do that. Maybe I should tell you? Yes, come on and promote the school project. I will, and I'm so, actually working on some of my own projects as well, because I'm not directing the school project. Oh, no, just come on and do the one that you're directing. Yeah. And maybe mention the school project. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, Nikki. Yes. You came all the way from? Chicago. Oh, oh, did you know Frank, the guy who uh, stabbed somebody in L.H. earlier? I dated him once. He tried, <laughs> to, he tried to stab me when I asked him to go see a movie that he didn't want to see, and we broke up. <laughs> the Hall H. Stabber's been on the show. Um, guys, uh... I, you know, I've been locked down here. What are the cool things that you've seen on the on the floor? Oh, jeez. I haven't even got a chance to really walk the floor, but I want to check out the Walking Dead area and so on. So, yeah, I've been stuck in panels and stuff. So this is my day to walk the floor. And what are some of the panels that you've seen that are, were awesome? Like, Walking Dead. Walking I saw Dead. the promo, and that just, like, uh, got to me. <laughs> and um, let's see, Scott Pilgrim, the Hatchet panel, and lots more can't think of at the moment, yes. <laughs> and uh, I've been thinking about firing Gilmore from Geekscape permanently. Would that be uh, a yay or nay on your behalf? Uh, could I take over his shop? Cause, uh, <laughs> yeah, good point. Good, good point. Good point. <laughs> Gilmore, you are now expendable because we now have Nikki who can come to L.A. and fill in for you. And you know what? She can walk in front of the camera and and, uh, and maybe you've got a couple inches on her. We won't block those. Uh, uh, Nikki? We need you to do something, though. This is your audition to replace Gilmore on Geekscape. I need you to walk over there. All right? And I need you. Oh, careful. Walk walk right in front of Gilmore, right there, leader Gilmore. And I, I need you to uh, see, say hi to the audience, Nikki. Say hi. No, uh, oh, damn it. We're stuck with Gilmore a little longer. No, 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 no. It's, it's like this. She has to put her spin on it. Yeah. Let's see if you can do the nibble, the little nibbits. <laughs> wait, so, wait, hey, wait, you know what? Gilmore, you are fired because she just told us how to cut the bus. How do you do it? Holy crap. Wow. Wow. Wow, everybody. Nikki, the new Gilmore. I don't know if that's a good thing. Nikki? Yeah, no, I won't do it. The new Gilmore. Uh, thank you, Ogle, for helping her. Uh, okay. Ashton, what's cool? That you've seen? Uh, well, I was at Walking Dead. I was there for Scott Pilgrim. I was also there yesterday in Hall H with the stabbing, Resident Evil, uh, Thor, Captain America, the Avengers. They all came out. Did you freak out? 
Of course I did. I freaked out and I saw the photo at home. So that was, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, it must have been like... an amazing experience. Um, Shane, yeah. what have you been seeing? Um, we went to a, th a few panels. Uh, the worst panel of the convention, which was really depressing, was Gerard Way. We wanted to see some Umbrella Academy stuff. And it was just a bunch of um, middle schoolers telling them how much, oh, I love your music, you're an inspiration to me. And uh, and they they literally, bad questions, bad answers. So we, we left early. We can fix that because we actually had Gerard Way this morning come into our booth and talk to me a little bit about working on the new, uh, he's going to start working on some new series, one of which is a new Umbrella, Umbrella Academy series. Good. And those girls can just chill out because the My Chemical Romance album is done, according to Gerard. Yeah. Here is uh, my little flip video interview with Gerard Way, which is kind of cool. Hey, what's up, Geekscape? It's back on the show. is Gerard Way. We met up with him at the Stream Awards a couple years ago. Gerard's just walking the floor here at Comic-Con because he's one of the fans just like you guys. We've been kind of stuck here at the Geekscape booth. So what is the cool stuff on the floor that you've seen? Oh, man, what did we just see? Uh, no. Too much. There's too much stuff. I, I was with the ugly people. Uh-huh. You got some ugly dolls. Some ugly dolls for my daughter. <laughs> That's cool. Um, and how is the recording going? Yeah. Uh, great. We're done. coming out this fall as of now and, uh, and then we've got um, more comics more comics we'll talk about the more comics because uh, this see. is the comic book show yeah um, so next year we're going to do another Umbrella Academy finally um, and we're going to do the uh, class the fabulous kill the guys and the beast Sean Simon Becky Cronin those folks will be out on Dark Horse and I'm working on a couple other things so if I have the time um, awesome awesome you guys heard it here Walton's been running around with this flip video. Uh, who did we get yesterday? Refresh me. John came by. Yeah, John Oliver. John Oliver from The Daily Show came by and just said hi to me and uh, did this little interview. John Oliver from The from the Daily Show just walked in by. He's a friend of Noel, our music writer. We gave him a crash course on Comic-Con. And we gave him a crash course on how to survive Comic-Con for next year. What's up, Geekscapers? Look at who dropped by the Geekscape booth here at Comic-Con. John Oliver, you guys recognize him from The Daily Show. John, have you been, how long have you been at Geekscape? I've been, or, I've I've been, been in Geekscape been in, for about 25 seconds. <laughs> Comic-Con, I'm in Comic-Con. 35 minutes. 35 minutes. Yeah. In 35 minutes, what have you experienced? Uh, I've experienced, it's a sensory overload. Isn't it? Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it's quite, uh, I don't know, I've never seen anything quite like this. Pace yourself. It's like a friendly soccer riot. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, my advice is to pace yourself. My other bit of advice is, and I'll be right back. Keep it running. Keep it running. Hey, Dallas, where's the Purell? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Here you go. This is my other bit of advice yeah, for John. That is a good idea. A lot of this. Do you drink a lot it? of this. Do you drink it as well? Yeah, I mean, you, you want to be bathing in this stuff at Comic-Con. Because you've got to understand, these kids get excited about what they're, what they're into. And yeah. this is the center of their excitement, yeah. okay? And these kids are, are running around. They're automatically authorities on everything. Yeah. And uh, they're just hanging loose and uh, sharing their excitement. So when they're sharing their excitement, you just don't want them to share too much with you. <laughs> All right? Yep. That's, that is very wise. How much of that do you have? John, we're here at the booth. Anytime you guys want to loop back through, I will give you a couple squirts. All right? I appreciate that. Thank you very much. John, again, pace yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Water and Purell. Here you go. Thank here, you. Let, let me get your back. Let me get your back. Thank you very much. All right, guys, we're wrapping up the episode, okay? But we got to get AJ in here real quick because AJ's one. Of, AJ's the writer of the of the of the uh, comic that we've been having people sign. 
Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Dave, real quick, we got to talk to you about Zombie Kill Squad. Come here. This is AJ. You're signing in the booth. How much money have you made? Because we get 40%. Millions. Millions. Oh, yeah. Okay. Look at that book. Look okay, cool. Uh, zombie Kill Squad. What's this all about? Basically, after the zombie apocalypse happened, the government gets organized and tries to build elite squads to go back and take our cities back from the zombies. That actually makes a lot of sense as a premise for a zombie book that exactly. a lot of people haven't tackled yet. No, no. That's, what really I, that's why I wrote it, because I, I got tired of like, seeing wait, the same old shit. Yeah, because they always talk about the zombie apocalypse happening you're like okay it's happened how do you take it back right and i got tired of people going oh look there's these people walking at me i've shot them 10 times what do i do now right so what happens if they know what to do if they know to shoot them in the head shots but they're still the numbers game you know what i mean so that's what whoa I whoa frank miller frank miller just said he's giving you uh, the, his money back for uh dark knight strikes back you're now getting your money back for dark knight strikes back and all-Star Batman and Robin, he's giving the money back. Frank Miller over there giving the money back. Wow, that uh, is incredible. Can you give me my childhood back? No, Cause no. Because that, that's what I need. And I don't think that was Frank Miller. I think that was Uncle Horacio at the King's Sienna. Uh, well, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, you, you trusted him. You were a victim. I'm sorry. His hands were warm. Sorry. His hands are really warm. He said if he told anybody, Mommy and Daddy wouldn't love me anymore. And, and Mommy and Dad still don't. Wait, wait, wait. This just in. Mommy and Daddy don't love you anymore. Wow, you told the Geekscape. Geekscape exclusive. Uncle Horacio. Uh, AJ, hopefully we see you at ZombieCon with Zombie Kill Squad. Where try. can people find Zombie Kill Squad? You can find us at ForbiddenPanel.com as well as on Facebook for Forbidden Panel or Zombie Kill Squad. Now get back to signing and bringing people to our booth. Guys, that is probably the culmination of the Comic-Con episode of Geekscape from San Diego Comic-Con 2010. Rush the booth. Get in here. Get in here. Get in here. Get in here. AJ, you don't make a very good door. Let's go. Let's go. Get in here. Get in here. That is Geekscape San Diego Comic Con 2010. Wave to the audience, Gilmore. Hey. You can find us on geekscape.net, facebook.com slash geekscape.net spelled out, youtube.com slash geekscape.net, facebook.com slash geekscape.net, and twitter.com Twitter. Twitter. slash geekscape.net. And of course, this merchandise will all be available to you guys shortly on the website. You got to look at the cup. The cup. St. Mort, your first Geekscape. Was it everything you thought it would be? I wanted to be on the couch. You'll be on the couch shortly when we drive back to L.A. tonight and you sleep on it. All right? So you'll be on the couch in a couple of hours. Guys, thank you for watching Geekscape. We'll see you guys uh, on episode 173 from the new Geekscape studio. All right.